Our sermon passage today is Galatians 6, 11 through 18. <laughs> See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it from me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them, and upon the Israel of God. Free now on, let, from now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As you take your seat, let's, let's pray together. Our Father and our God, this day we're gathered around your word. And we're praying for your spirit to teach and shape us. We're praying for your spirit to open our eyes to see truth. We're praying for your spirit to soften our hearts to follow you. Praying that we would all experience the power of the gospel our lives. Lord, as I consider this congregation, the people known as Redeemer Church, I pray that we would be and continue to be a people that celebrate what you celebrate. Stand for what you call us to. Serve and show love and mercy and compassion where you lead us. And walk by your spirit. So Lord, I pray now <clears throat> that you would drive us in these directions. pray this now in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. If you haven't done so already, take your Bible and turn to the book of Galatians chapter 6. The book of Galatians chapter 6. Um, for the last several months, we've been working our way through the book of Galatians, and today... Uh, we will be concluding our series. Galatians has driven home again and again and again and again one point. Salvation, forgiveness, justification, right standing before God comes through faith in Jesus. Jesus. 
period, hard stop. We don't have to add anything else to that invitation except repent and believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And in the churches of Galatia, this truth was being threatened and the Apostle Paul, the author of Galatians, is going to great lengths to defend the gospel and not allow it to be perverted. And in this case, the perversion that Paul is fighting against is the perversion by addition, by adding to the message. The issue has been that's addressed again and again and again Must these new believers in Jesus become Jewish in their practice and in their lifestyle and in their circumcision and in their table fellowship and in their submission to the laws of Moses? And Paul has offered a resounding no, no, and no. And so here now, He's going to, in a very summary fashion, conclude the book of Galatians. And Paul, in this instance, would pass an American ninth grade English class because he's going to simply, in his conclusion, tell us what he's already told us. It might have been helpful if he started that way, but who am I to question the leading of the Holy Spirit? If you're new here, that was totally a joke. All of that. Wow. Yeah, okay. So what we're going to see this morning is Paul is concluding the book of Galatians by really retreading the book and saying, your identity is not rooted in circumcision. It's not rooted in uncircumcision. It's rooted in Christ. Stand there. Be known for that. Walk in that way. So the first point this morning is circumcision nor uncircumcision, which seems a little bit antithetical, right? Like you would think if the argument in Galatia is do new Christians who aren't Jewish need to be circumcised, then you would think there's team circumcision and there's team uncircumcision. There's team yes and there's team no. But actually what Paul is going to introduce here is you're both Wrong, because both teams are making the wrong thing the focus. And so Paul says, actually, I'm calling on all of you to be team new creation, team in Christ, team my hope, my hope and my eternity is not rooted in whether I'm circumcised or not. It's rooted in what Christ has done for me. So this point is driven home very clearly in verse 15. And verses 11 through 15 are building, but it's driven home this way. For neither circumcision counts for anything. So if you're excited about your status as circumcision team, it doesn't mean anything. Nor uncircumcision but a new creation. 
So Paul is effectively saying this. He's saying the argument is missing the point. The argument's missing the point. The reason I, Paul, have been so vehemently opposed to forcing circumcision upon new believers is it makes the wrong thing the point. And I'm calling on you to make Christ the point. Christ what is celebrated. The new creation that we are in him, that which is celebrated. So let's watch the argument unfold. Beginning in verse 11. See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. Don't let that be a stumbling block. Paul is simply following the pattern of the day and using someone to write his letters on his behalf as he dictates them. But here we get to verse 11, and he's taken up the pencil or the pen or the quill or whatever they use. He's taken it up, and he's now writing. And he says this, verse 12. Those who want you to be circumcised. So he's saying those who want these non-Jewish new Christians to be brought under the law of Moses and take on circumcision, they're just doing it because they want to look good in Jerusalem. They want to make a good showing in the flesh. And they're only doing it so that they don't have to be persecuted for the cross of Christ. He's saying they're only doing it because they don't want to stand up to the others in the Jewish contingency who want to celebrate their Jewishness. Verse 13. For even those who are already circumcised do not themselves keep the law. Meaning their circumcision doesn't bear them the fruit of justification before the Lord. They still need Jesus. But they desire to have you circumcised so that they can celebrate what they've led you to do. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. By which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So notice what Paul's doing here. He's saying this whole circumcision argument, it's really just a show. And it's a show that causes us to boast in something besides Christ. And I want to be one who boasts, who celebrates, who rejoices in, who finds joy and hope and peace in Christ and what he's done for me. And you know what? You can enjoy this too because Christ, through Christ, I've been crucified to the world and the world's been crucified to me, meaning I don't need the world. I don't have to perform for the world. I don't have to perform for the Jewish leadership. I stand in Christ. So friends, he says, it's not circumcision or uncircumcision that matters. It's new creation. It's new creation. 
So what matters, according to Paul, is this one question. Am I, are you, are we new creation in Christ? Which to put that in the language of Galatians would mean this. We were dead in sin and under condemnation, but by faith in Jesus, meaning trusting that the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is what gives me relationship to God, gives me forgiveness of sins, gives me hope in this world. Galatians goes further and says it gives me the Holy Spirit of God, and I am a new creation. I'm new creation. And so Paul simply says, what matters is this, are you new creation? And then second, if you are new creation, let your boasting be in Christ and what he has done for you. Exclamation point. So as we come to the the end of Galatians, Paul's calling on us to be the people of new creation who celebrate the salvation of Jesus and boast in him and in what he's done for us and and walk in his atoning work confidently. Let's be the people who boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus. Now, I don't get the privilege of being in all of your religious conversations, but have we had any debates about whether or not new believers need to have circumcision forced upon them recently? Any of those debates? Any debates about taking the weight of Torah up on our shoulders? Anybody struggling with that in your small group? No? Okay. It's not surprising to me. So, we didn't really need Galatians then. Thanks, Pastor. Appreciate the last three months. It's been great. The primary nail driven in the book of Galatians is this. Jesus is everything, and let's not add anything to the call of the gospel. What do we need? We need faith in Christ. Second, while we might not be divided over circumcision nor uncircumcision, I can think of a whole host of divisions that are are rendering Christians left and right right now. And I wonder if Paul would apply the same logic that he does in verse 15 when he says, it's not this or this, it's that you're missing the point. 
So um, we were actually sitting down here before the first service joking about um, what we're going to do after Galatians. And, and somebody was like, well, you should do one of those series where you say we're going to talk about politics and COVID and masking and racial relations in the world. Um, and I was like, yeah, and, and at the end of it, we'll have a church of four. <laughs> and we all got a good-hearted laugh. But take all four of those issues, and I just wonder if it's not so much which side God's on if, as it is if we're letting those types of issues define and divide the community of Jesus, we're missing the point. And some of you are like, so you're saying I shouldn't have conviction. No, I'm not. I'm saying new creation in Christ should be what you boast in more than any of those secondary convictions. And frankly, if I can just be honest... I think as a congregation, we've done really well in that over the last 36 months. Let's keep doing really well in celebrating Christ and understanding that there's a whole litany of secondary issues that don't have to define us. They just don't have to define us. And it's okay if you're in a different place than me and I'm in a different place than you because what matters is new creation and what our boast is going to be it's Jesus. Man, I really want to keep going. Who wants to be here until midnight? Anybody? There, there's a, a second point. Peace and mercy. This picks up in verse 16. Paul says, and as for all who walk by this rule, what rule? Neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but new creation. What I was just talking about, as Paul says, for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. And so what he says is, I'm pleading with you to join me in walking on team new creation. And everybody who wants to walk this way, I'm praying for peace and mercy to be upon them and upon the household of faith, upon the people of faith like Abraham, upon the Israel of God. So Paul says, I think there's two things here. Walk by this rule, and then I'm wishing, I'm praying, I'm yearning for peace and mercy to be upon all who are trying to follow Christ in this way. He goes on, he says, from now on, let no one cause me trouble for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. So I think what Paul's saying here is, I've already suffered much because of this debate. 
And I'm just praying that neither, Paul's saying neither I nor the debate be the issue. Let's, let's move on. Let's believe and cling to what we believe. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. So Paul ends his letter like this. I mean, honestly, Galatians has felt a little bit like a boxing match, right? Or is that just me? Like, when I was a child was when Mike Tyson was in his uh, prime as a boxer, not when he was on bad reality TV shows. And, um, and a Mike Tyson fight went like this. We're going to get in the ring. I'm going to stare at you until you pee your pants, and then I'm going to beat you up in less than a minute. Ready, break. And it happened every Friday night on HBO. Just gave me something to look forward to when I was, you know, in that. Anyway. <laughs> um. I mean, Galatians has felt a little bit like a Mike Tyson bout. Like, I got, I got a point, and I'm going to pummel you with it, okay? And now Paul says, hey, my work here is done. I don't want to be the issue anymore. Walk in this way, and I'm praying that you would experience peace, That's an absence of disunifying war about circumcision. Mercy, the the kindness of the Lord, grace, the abundant favor of the Lord. I'm praying that you would experience peace and mercy and grace. Church, maybe it's selfish of me, or maybe I just really love you, or maybe it's a little bit of both. But when I think about your lives and our corporate expression, Lord, would you give us your grace and your mercy and let us walk in peace? so that we can focus on and celebrate the greatness of Jesus? That might just feel like empty religious talk to you. I don't, I'm not meaning it that way. I'm just meaning like, when I look out at the world that we live in, like everything and everybody everywhere has lost their minds. And tension and stress and division abounds. And I just think, Lord, would you give to us peace and mercy and grace as we seek to walk in your ways and glorify your name? So church, I want to ask you to pray verse 16 and verse 18 for our congregation. In verse 16 and verse 18, 
for the believers in your life and for yourself and for your family. And your prayer can go like this, Lord, would you help us walk by this rule? Would you teach us what it looks like to walk by this rule? And Lord, would you lavish upon us your peace and your mercy and your grace that we may walk in your ways? Lord, as we cling to Jesus, would you let us find a settled resolve in him? And then church, I don't believe that we get to pray for things that we also aren't willing to pursue. So Lord, so church, would you join me as we seek to, quote, walk by this rule? Walk in the way of boasting in the cross and believing that new creation is everything. Would you contribute to peace and be merciful and be gracious as the Lord has been merciful and gracious to you. And friends, we're not alone in this endeavor because the, the book of Galatians has told us that the Lord has given each of us and our assembled gathering his spirit to enable us to walk in such ways. So as we conclude the book of Galatians, I'm praying this. Would you give to us, O Lord, a settled confidence in Christ, a faith in Christ that truly trusts him and truly knows the blessings of his salvation? Lord, would you give us a joyful Confidence in the cross that causes us to celebrate Jesus above all things. And Lord, by the power of your spirit, would you give to us peace and mercy and grace that we would flourish for your glory and we would bear fruit for your glory and we would enjoy your son for your glory. So now, Lord, we pray. things in and through your people. We pray you would take <coughs> these words from Galatians 6 and you would cause us to believe them. You would cause us to be shaped by them. And you would cause us to bear much fruit because of them. We pray now in Jesus' name. Amen.